world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain, in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, um... Couple of things. This is show four four four. We it's only our, really need one four then. Yes, but it's four four four. It's our highest show yet. So I'm gonna go on record now that Sandy and I are gonna be retiring Gun for Hire Radio at show six six six. That's it. We're done. Six six six. We're done, ladies and gentlemen. So just like Howard Stern has like 129 days left or something, right. start the effing countdown. Right. Six six six. There's 222 is, is more there shows to go. Reason you picked six six six. No, six six six. I don't know. Has some kind of meaning. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what it but is. we're stopping it's like there. Six is like it's all four. Yes, we're stopping there. So it's show four four four. Why not five five five? No, six six six. Oh, okay. Now. I'm going to try to do the entire show without talking to or acknowledging Sandy. It's something new I'm trying on a tri- for a triple-digit show. Okay. I'm going to continue the trend until we digit. get to show 555. Right. Then I'm going to talk to you and acknowledge you from 555 to 666. Six, six. Six, six, six. Oh, right. okay? Sounds good. So you have a lot to look forward to. All right. Uh, question for all of you out there. If one of your male employees has a backache... And another employee tells him he'll put the lidocaine patch on for him, and he bends over, and the waistband of his boxers or briefs says Victoria's Secret on it. Should we be worried? I, no? Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I want to tell you guys. Did this actually happen? Yes, it did. Oh, I, I want to tell you guys uh, some treats we have in store for you. Obviously, a lot of the holidays are coming up. Uh, show 445, we will be taping Black Friday weekend. Sandy, we should do the show from a crowded mall. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around a crowded mall. We, let's do it. Uh, I'm in. Uh, and Willowbrook's right over here. Yeah, it's right, literally four go. miles from the range. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, a Chick-fil-A is opening up uh, at the Westbelt Mall next to Willowbrook Mall right <laughs> yeah, around that time. That good. But I had the Popeye's uh, chicken sandwich you when I was have in a Nashville. Up here by you, no, huh? that'll be the closest Chick-fil-A. Did you stab somebody when you I had, had the Popeyes? No, at the Popeye's, I, I was wearing uh, armor, body armor. Oh, I had a spar with what? two guys and yeah. some woman, that bitch with a kid. She yeah. thought she was getting my sandwich. Yeah. It didn't happen. She got one of my pickles. <laughs> Uh, I got to tell you right now, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah, I, I, I heard that, too. Uh, yeah, I have to say it. Uh, and the bun is better on the Popeye's sandwich. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, Chick-fil-A is going to have to step up their game. Oh, wow. So we're going to do a Black Friday. Is it Friday. spicy? Uh, they, I got the regular. I was afraid. Oh. I was just ready to get on a plane coming back from oh, Nashville. Yeah. Uh, you know, you people out there that are traveling, you know, you can't bring your entire luggage, and your Louis Vuitton <laughs> steamer chest as a carry-on and overhead bin storage. Yeah. Tracy and That's I flew love, to yeah. Nashville. Half the plane had a back-out and gate check. We flew home from Nashville to, to Newark. Half the plane had a oh, back-out and gate check. You know, Sandy, I just checked my bag. Right. I carry on my PackSafe Murph, 
Merce right, with right, my headphones right, right. and my my battery charger and stuff on it. But and I just take my seat. Yes. And if you have an aisle seat, everybody hits you in the shoulder with their huge bags. I oh, hate God. airline <laughs> travel. Now, I have a bajillion points. The two of us flew business class, so we got to get on a plane first. And But to watch everybody standing in line and then have the flight attendant have everybody back out. Uh, Meanwhile, they announced yeah. at the gate 72 times it's a booked flight. If anybody wants to gate check their bag, they gate, gate check their bag now. Of course, two people. They yeah. checked their bags, yeah, and then 65 of them had it. It's all right. None of us are in a rush. We don't need to take off. Your lives are more important with your freaking Pokemon wheeled luggage, with your half-circled freaking thing around your neck, and your big Beats headphones, and you're wearing pajamas for travel for an hour and a half flight, which you're uggs on and men with their crocs you know why crocs have holes in them in the front why when men wear crocs the reason they have holes in them in the front it's that's where your masculinity oozes <laughs> out of those holes in the crocs and the urine slips in from the urinal ew oh, so both flights now i'm flying to hawaii december 6th i'll be at pearl harbor for pearl harbor day yes you will so show 445 will be Black Friday weekend. We are going to be taping, before I go to Hawaii, three shows after December 2nd. First show is going to be Dan Schmutter and maybe Scott Bach talking about the New York State rifle and pistol case because Dan Schmutter is going down to the U.S. Supreme Court December 2nd. Right. So he's going to report live on how he felt it went. Then we're going to have Mark Cheeseman and Jay Factor on for 446 wait, 447, uh, and they're going to be talking about their carry case that's being held at the Supreme Court with the Rogers case and the Gould case. And then the next show is going to be our own two-way historian, Jay Factor, is going to be recording a special show with the history of self-defense and the Second Amendment and everything. So we're going to be recording three shows. They're going to come out once a week because my ass is going to Hawaii. I ain't never been to Hawaii before. I'm dying to go to Pearl Harbor. I think it's going to be great. So we have Schmutter, Bach, Cheeseman Factor coming on. Uh, anybody have any questions or anything, talk back at gunforhireradio.com. Uh, anything you want addressed or covered, I think it's going to be an exciting uh, four shows that yeah, we do. I think so. Uh, we could go start a fight in the mall we uh, could. if we want. We so, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm really pissed off about uh, airline travel lately, you know. I and, hear that. Uh, so you're ready oh to hop on another plane. Oh, my God. Go. Just sit there, sit there, sit there, oh, sit there. And then watch everybody conga line back out. Oh, it's hard. I mean, like, you see Especially people, it's like, short man, you got this roller bag, you got a backpack, you got a purse, and you got a, you stopped at, you know, uh, Starbucks, and you got your scone and your coffee and shit. It's like, really, it's an hour and a half flight. I walk out with my purse. Tracy walks on with a small little bag. We sit in our seats. We don't even use the overhead storage, right. right? Takes off. Plane lands. We get off. You know what? We go down to the carousel. I don't care. I'm always up for a fight at the carousel. I got to use my defensive <laughs> pen that one time in Terminal C at the baggage uh, carousel. That's, That's why right. I broke yeah. the, my big toenail. That's right. That's when the guy threatened to throw coffee in my face if I didn't give him $10, and then yeah. he touched me. And then I put the tactical pen on his radial nerve, and I brought him down to the ground, and his coffee <laughs> went flying forward and doused the person in front of me in the Dunkin' Donuts and the two girls at the Dunkin' Donut kiosk. And I was holding him. Remember, what my knee yeah, is yeah, back, yeah, I drove yeah. him to the ground. Yeah. I had his arm up in the air. And then the transit police, Port Authority, whoever the hell it is, they all came running over, and they were like, let him go. And I'm like, you sure? And he was a big dude. you know. He yeah. had a white T-shirt, and he was definitely emotionally disturbed. Yeah. 
And uh, I said, you sure you want me to let him go? I said, yeah. He, they said, yeah. And I let him go. And when I let him, let him go, he went postal. And it took four Port Authority cops to Instead bring him to the ground. Instead of just handcuffing him. Yeah. And then they could have. I could have assisted. But they wanted me off of him. And uh, then they cuffed him. And he was sitting. And he was spitting towards me. Oh. So then he turned him around in a chair. And he was screaming all kinds of ep- expletives and telling me what I should do to his penis and this and that. Nice. They took a photo of my driver's license. They said they would contact me for what a report. They never contacted me. And... Uh, I went up to the Dunkin' Donuts and I apologized. And the two girls there were uh, definitely like uh, Asian or Middle Eastern. They said, "Thank you so much for doing that. He's here every day." Oh what, my what, God! What his ploy was, ladies and gentlemen, was he stood behind a column, right by the Dunkin' Donuts kiosk. So you know when you're standing in line, like I'm old school, so I take my money out, get my money ready. What he would do is he would wait for somebody to take their money out, and then he would step out from the shadows and ask for money, so you couldn't deny you didn't have money on you. Oh man! Okay. And they told me that was his M.O., and the cops arrest him all the time. And uh, when I got, I took, we took a car service Apparently back. it doesn't do any good. Correct. Me and Jimmy took a car back, and when I got in the car, I was like, but damn, my toe hurts. And when I got home, my big toe on my right foot was totally black and in a lot of pain. And I subsequently ended up losing the toenail, the new one growing crooked. I had to go to an orthopedic uh, doctor and get it clipped or whatever. But I don't know what happened, but yeah. when I drove him to the ground, I think I, like, my big toenail Got co- hit yeah, the ground like, hard yeah, because yeah. it was just one fell swoop, you know? Yeah, right. uh, Jimmy went to see if we were at the right carousel. He came running over. He goes, I left you alone for three <laughs> minutes. I have this guy down on the ground, he face down. My that. knee is in his back. His left arm is straight up in the air. Yeah. All right? Perpendicular mm-hmm. to the ground. And I have both hands around his wrist with my defensive pen squeezing his uh, radial nerve. Yeah. Which and, is always... Yeah. And his yeah, receptors were all really shut good. off. He could not move. Yeah, you know? Yeah, right. He was cussing, but he couldn't, he couldn't move. Every time he tried to move, I just squeezed it a little tighter. Yeah. And uh, then when the cops came, they told me to release him, and I let him go, and I jumped back. But it's funny because when the epinephrine's running through your body and you have that adrenaline pump, I, I didn't feel didn't anything. Feel sure, yeah. I, and with tunnel vision and everything, I knew nothing that was going on. After it all calmed down, then I was like, ooh. It was like when I was in my 20s when I got stabbed in a fight. Yeah, you know, right. I you was like, boy, my left arm is uh, sweating so much more than my right arm. Yeah. And I had one of those green M65 field jackets on, military. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought it at an Army, Navy, in Bloomfield or whatever. I took the field jacket off. I was like, oh, my Ooh, red God. Sweat. <laughs> I got stabbed in the, right between the shoulder and the chest. Oh, and, shit. Uh, yeah, and it was, you know, when I squeezed it, it would open up like a mouth. And the yeah, blood yeah. was just, anyway, anyway I spent the... Good five or six hours in Clara Moss back then yeah. in Belleville. Uh, of course, I was mugged by three guys I couldn't identify, but that's not the real story. But I think the statute of limitations ran out on yeah, that Yeah, something one. like that, yeah. So, <laughs> so shit happens. <laughs> so I, I know I kind of went a little full circle here, but uh, a lot of things are happening in the state of New Jersey, more so than you can imagine. South Jersey uh, power broker Donald Norcross uh, went before a committee that Sweeney set up, and it was supposed to be a softball committee. And uh, union people bust in, and people who hate Norcross bust in, and people were carried out. A lot of cussing and screaming going on, because he's trying to justify the $67 bajillion in tax credits he got to make Camden great again. Yeah, which and, it did. Uh, I mean, it's he, he, a, actually, he actually he actually did do spot. a lot of good, but him and Murphy hate <clears throat> each other, and uh, basically it was pivotal back then. Norcross is a Sweeney guy and vice versa, and Sweeney was supposed to run for governor. That's G-U-V 
apostrophe N-A, by the way, governor. That's how we're supposed to talk to the glitterati. And uh, what happened was uh, Murphy came in from Massachusetts, donated $16 million of his own money to the Democratic Party in New Jersey. And uh, they all got a little gun shy, and Norcross told Sweeney, step down. So Sweeney begrudgingly stepped down, and Murphy bought the election. And now Sweeney's been attacking Murphy nonstop for three years, right, holding up bills and medical marijuana and licenses for legals and all this other stuff. Uh, So I have a good feeling in my head that uh, now that Norcross and and Murphy hate each other, I believe with Norcross's power and influence, uh, this um, you can go on record. You can write this all down. November before Thanksgiving, Anthony says that Sweeney is going to primary against uh, Phil Murphy. Yeah, it's just my gut feeling with uh, Norcross back with Norcross the unions yeah. and and right. listen to me, all of you who are getting aggravated out there. Before Newtown, Connecticut, uh, Sweeney was an A-rated Democrat in the with the NRA. For many, 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 many years, he was our friend. Uh, he would not put bills up for vote as a Senate president uh, without consulting with our people and getting input because his county is uh, really pro-gun. He's all the way down in Gloucester County or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of union people. And he's, he was a union uh, either duct worker or iron worker or something. He's uh, sweet. Duct worker. Uh, yeah, he's not the type of guy that you'd want to no, sc- no, you you want want to scuffle with him. No. He no. Lo- and I know he has a special needs daughter. Yeah. And... Uh, but he's got a lot of power. He wields a lot of power. And I believe he's going to primary Murphy, so you guys can remember my projection. And if he does, he's going to win uh, because uh, Murphy and uh, Murphy will probably just have the Adubatos up here in North Jersey and maybe uh, Joe D, the county executive. Right. But everybody else is going to line up with uh, Donald Norcross and Steve Sweeney. So it could actually be good for us because Sweeney probably has the best shot of winning out of any Republican or Democrat. As a Democrat, yeah, right, right. and uh, if he wins, um, it'll be good. You know, Sweeney, when he ran for re-election for for Senate, and before he was appointed Senate President again, the NJEA, EA, the teachers union stuff, tried to knock him out, and he spent uh, six and a half million dollars to keep his state Senate seat. It was the highest amount ever spent in a re-election for a state senator in the history of the United States. <laughs> okay, for a local, you know, state campaign. Yeah, right. So Sweeney has the deep pockets. And he won, and he's still attacking the NJEA, and he thinks they should, you know, at least pay like a dollar copay when they go for doctors, and maybe right. twenty cent copay for prescriptions or something, right. which they don't want to hear. And there's two sides to every story, obviously, probably because their their pension funds have probably been raided, like our firemen and police and everybody else. But sure. but I'm going to go on record saying that now I have some good news for us. Believe it or not, this is New Jersey, and I have good news for wow. us. Wow. Okay, the first thing is from ANJRPC and NRA, the um, Third Circuit has sided with us in the Magban case. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Now, remember now, the other Magban case that's heading to the Supreme Court is California, and we wrote an amicus brief for that, and it's Mm -hmm. NRA back. But on November 18th, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, which, by the way, Trump flipped. We have two more conservative judges than liberals in our circuit now, Sandy. Oh, that's great. It's the first time in my lifetime the Third yeah, Circuit's on our right. side. The Third Circuit denied a motion made by the state of New Jersey to dismiss and end our case challenging New Jersey's ban on magazines holding over 10 rounds. The decision means that New Jersey's rush to end the case has been defeated and the case will 
proceed. New Jersey officials prematurely declared victory in press releases very early in the case when they when when the lowest federal court declined to hear it. On appeal to the Third Circuit, middle level federal appeals court, New Jersey urged the court to dismiss the appeal as well. But the court has now refused. That means that the appeal will proceed and New Jersey will be forced to defend its unconstitutional law on appeal. We will announce developments as they occur. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is monumental for us because uh, this is the first win we've had in a long time. Uh, So now if the Third Circuit, it can go to the Third Circuit and the Third Circuit could say, yes, we can have... 15 round mags again. I'm getting a, a slew of people. We should have 30. We said, this is not oh, how this case this is, is structured. Right, exactly. We took them to court when they changed it from 15 to 10. We can't take them to court and say we want to go from 10 to unlimited. Right. Okay? Scott Bach has said on the show, we could do that if we win. Right. We could go and readdress it again. But let's get back to 15. Right. Okay? Now, what this means is New, New Jersey has to respond. And ANJRPC has to respond. And if we go before the full Third Circuit, we are going to win because we have the deck stacked on our side. But New Jersey is going to appeal that again, obviously. So this case is going to be headed to the Supreme Court. We might actually get to the Supreme Court before the California case. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because we have Scott Bach. Evan Knappen, right. Dan Schmutter, right. Right. et al., working on this with ANJRPC cash and donors from people like you and NRA cash with donors like people like you who donate to the cause. So we have the legal eagles and we have the manpower to knock this up faster than expected. This is phenomenal. Yeah, that's, okay, that's a- I mean, this is the first time. Right. I feel good. Right. And we kind of knew this was the plan. And then on top of that, remember, December 2nd, we have the uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol right. Association be case going before the U.S. Supreme Court, where Evan says we're probably not going to hear anything until May or June from yeah. the Supreme Court. But that's okay. We'll have good input from Dan in a couple of weeks on how he felt it went. Remember now, they can still moot the case on December 2nd. They've right. left that open. They wanna, they, they're going to hear the argument for mootness from New York City. Where they're going to say, well, we changed the administrative code and you can moot it. By the way, Peter Tillum, another legal, legal eagle from New York, he's the Evan Knappen of New York. He's helped us. We wrote a whole thing up on the New York State Penal Law section. And we're going to be having a page on our website because we get a ton of questions from people. Mm-hmm. Can I now bring my handguns to your range to shoot? And we are actually going to have a PDF that you can print out, highlight it with Peter Tillum's information so that you, it shows how you can tran- come from the five boroughs in New York State to gun for hire and shoot. Right. And if you're pulled over by a cop, you have the entire penal code here, and you will have Peter Tillum's law firm number as well as cell phone number. He's a member of the range. Him and his daughter shoot here all the time. And I asked him to do this for us. So this is pretty pretty cool here. Yeah, so we definitely. will this basically be like your napping book in compact. Right. Because we you know, not a day goes by. I'm coming from Brooklyn. Can I bring my guns? I'm coming from Westchester County. Can I bring my guns? Well, yes, the administrative code changed because of the, the impending Supreme Court case December second. Where can I I find that. So I was like, Peter, can you put it in English 
like Knappen right, does in his right, law books, right. and then attach the penal code to it, and then attach your info to it. So if you get pulled over by a cop and a cop says, you can't leave uh, Brooklyn and go to gun for hire, uh, yes, officer, here's, with all due respect, here's the penal code, here's my lawyer, this is in English, and this is, you can call a supervisor and tell them pursuant to 400.00 uh, parenthesis 6, this law took, this change took effect, administrative code change took effect July 16, 2019. So we, we're setting this up now. The page will be live in a couple of days. Uh, Peter Tillum is just going over the page with Matt and Art for uh, for legal to make sure everything right. is, is spot on. But we get it from a lot of people. So now you have options. You know, if you're not, not happy shooting in the ranges, in the five barrows, those couple of little clubby ranges or something, and you want to come someplace that's spotless where the air is clean, family-friendly and stuff, plenty of – you don't have to pay for parking, transportation, right. you know. Right. Uh, we get a lot of people from New York now, but we have a lot of people who own guns that just come here and rent. Right, because, because they don't they want to yeah, correct. Right. So now we we kind of made it easier because that's kind of my job. Uh, some more good news. I was interviewed last week by NJTV. Scott Bach was interviewed by uh, somebody else. But you know, there's this crazy guy, David Greco from Gloucester uh, Township. He posted all anti-Semitic stuff on social media. Now, I do not agree with this guy. All right. I mean, I hate everybody, but I don't agree with this guy. I'm not an anti-Semite. My girlfriend's Jewish, by the way. Uh, and my ex-boyfriend, Scott Bach, he's Jewish. <laughs> and my ex-ex-boyfriend, Dan Schmutter, he's Jewish. And my ex-ex-ex-boyfriend, Evan Knappen, he's Jewish. You make the rats. You're a slut. I'm a slut. You, uh, you certainly are. So, so this guy uh, posts stuff online, anti-Semitic garbage, Nazi garbage. But he doesn't threaten anybody. He doesn't threaten himself. He doesn't say, I'm going to kill Jews. He doesn't say, I'm going to kill anybody. An anonymous complaint came in. I'm going to talk about it when we come back. Red flag, baby. Red flag. you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. 
Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. So... This guy, Greco, posts this stuff, and an anonymous complaint comes in, and he gets red flagged. And they confiscate all his guns, no due process, okay? And uh, under what? Under what? The court issued a warrant allowing authorities to seize a rifle, rifle ammunition, and a gun purchaser's ID card from Greco's home after finding that he poses an immediate and present danger of bodily injury to self or others by owning or possessing any such firearms or ammunition. How, how does he pose this threat? Did he okay. threaten anybody? Well, authorities were monitoring, after they received the anonymous mm-hmm. complaint, authorities had been monitoring Greco's anti-Semitic Facebook post and said that he had been in contact with the shooter in the Tree of Life synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh, which Greco denies. Greco does acknowledge that he had written that force of violence is necessary to realign society. Oh, man, I'm surprised I haven't got red flagged yet. Um, his lawyer, whom he got an Italian. No wonder why he didn't get a Jewish lawyer. His name know. is Anthony Racino. I wonder why he didn't get a Jewish lawyer. Uh, while he didn't agree with his client's anti-Jewish rants, and neither do I, he defends the First Amendment right to speak his mind. Among those named as defendants in the lawsuit are Attorney General Goober and Jarrett Maples, the state's director of Homeland Security, and various prosecutors and law enforcement personnel in Camden County. See, everybody's piling on the rabbit. Right. They all right. signed on the complaint, right? Yeah, and this right. is another way to bankrupt you. Yeah, okay? yeah, because you have to defend now, against each one of them. Let's get this straight right now. I think Greco's a piece of shit. Right. Okay? Personally, I think he's a piece of shit. And I really didn't want him to be our plaintiff to challenge Right. The red flag laws. Right. But it looks like he, he hired a lawyer and he's funding it himself. So guess what? Good. Let him do it. You know what? He wants to be a piece of shit and post anti-Semitic stuff. Maybe he'll spend $50,000 and get the law fixed for us. Yeah. Okay? It Maybe. almost makes him a little bit lesser than a piece of shit. So, so the the... Still a piece of shit, but just a useful piece of shit. The lawyer said this is like right out of the movie uh, Minority Report. Uh, These are thought crimes and pre-crimes. David didn't threaten to do anything, he added, noting that he is also challenging the gun seizure in Camden County Court. Wait a minute, his name is David? David Greco. Oh, David. Yeah, like the star of David. Yeah, like David from the Old Testament. And Goliath. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, okay, so anyway... Why doesn't he change his name to, I don't know, Adolf or something? 
So his lawyer says, his lawyer's smart, New Jersey's red flag law is it's flawed. Dad passed him over. Yeah, because they it allows police to act on good cause instead of probable cause. Okay? In court papers, state lawyers say that the administrative office of the courts and the attorney general have issued binding directives. Jeez. Of course, in the face of the Constitution. Right, right? of course. Establishing probable cause as the standard both for police seeking a warrant and for courts issuing one under law. Racino maintained that the attempt to alter the law supported his client's case. We w- Here we have the AOC, administrative body within the court, fixing or rewriting the legislative law, he said. They don't have the power to do that. Right. We all know that, right? right? We know that, yeah. So here's the best part. You ready? During a hearing Wednesday in Newark on Racino's bid to block the state from enforcing the law, District Court Judge Brian Marinotti, he's not a Jewish lawyer, judge either, that's good. Marinotti, by the way, is a federal district lawyer, not a state Supreme Court lawyer. Marinotti indicated that he saw serious deficiencies in the law. Mm. Can we agree on its face this law is unconstitutional, the judge (laughs) stated. So now we have a federal judge on record saying that the law is unconstitutional. Okay, but State Deputy Attorney General Joseph Farinoff, probably Jewish, Greco probably don't like him, said no and urged the judge to let a state court handle the case. He also noted that judges have allowed enforcement of these laws that have had flaws. So the state AG's office saying even though the law has flaws, judges have enforced it. Son in, of a bitch! In New Jersey. That's in why New he Jersey. wants it to do, because New Jersey is a cartel. Correct. So, the uh, Deputy Attorney General Farinoff also said that the law could have been challenged between the time the governor signed it last year and went into effect, an argument that drew Rashino scorn. We are, all of us, in New Jersey at fault because we didn't challenge it, he asked facetiously. We didn't challenge it yet because we didn't have a plaintiff. Right. We didn't right. challenge, and JRPC and NRA is waiting for a plaintiff. Right. He's not our plaintiff, but luckily he's paying the bills, so right now he is our plaintiff, okay? I think if we win this case, we should pay and send him to Israel. <laughs> what do you think? I think so. <clears throat> okay, think the judge great. did not issue a ruling yet. Accompanied by a couple of Hasidic rabbis, I think that would be great. Okay, so so wait, so the judge did not issue a ruling yet, the federal judge. Legal scholars acknowledge that red flag laws can tow constitutional lines. All right? I would be concerned if law enforcement was simply patrolling Facebook and you sought one of these orders simply because someone was engaging in even hateful political speech, said Ronald Chen, former dean of Rutgers Law School. When you have a former dean of the liberal Rutgers mm. Law School siding with us. Ultra liberal okay? Rutgers Law School. But, but he wrote a but, of course. Like, yeah. you know, I support the but. Second Amendment. But. But. Yeah. but if that's all they were doing, that's obviously a protected First Amendment right. Oh, he sided with us. If he was only posting on Facebook, he's right. protected by the First right. Amendment. But Chen also said that the state has bolstered its case by adopting the higher standard. In a way, the courts and the attorney general have cut off that argument because they're saying we're going to use probable cause. They don't have any probable yeah. cause here. What it was a Facebook post, right. okay? It was probably numerous Facebook posts. The guy's probably, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't even go and look, okay? But again, he, uh, this is the very thing 
that was protected for this reason. Correct. Correct. So this guy, David Greco, is down in Gloucester and Camden County. Gloucester and Camden County. He's taking it all the way, it looks like. And his lawyer, nobody I know, no ANGRPC or NRA people are are funding this. The case, you know, Scott is uh, ultra conservative, and we're waiting for the right plaintiff to come along. And uh, this is not our guy. But this case is good to watch. And like I said, this guy might do all the work for us. And when you have Rutgers law professor siding with us, and you have a federal district judge siding with us, the state is going to get screwed. This is going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court because Grubel Mm -hmm. and uh, Goober and Murphy are going to take it all the way to the end with Bloomberg and Mom's Demand and any town gun safety. But we again, ladies and gentlemen, move from New Jersey, right? Our Magban might be first. Right. Our carry case and the uh, Cheeseman case are sitting in the Supreme Court right now. The New York State rifle pistol case is sitting with the Supreme Court. It gets heard December 2nd, okay? And now we got a guy from New Jersey who's uh, questioning the validity of the new red flag laws. Holy shit, 48 other states. Thank you very much. <laughs> <clears throat> we appreciate your support while we do all the work for you. Yeah, right. Okay? We appreciate all the work, all the all the all the all the thanks and money and support while we do the work for you, okay? Could you imagine in New Jersey if we overturn fifth back to 15 round, if we end up getting concealed carry, New York state rifle and cases help us with gun transportation outside the home, second amendment and concealed carry, and this shitum anti-semite Greco, his case is the one that knocks red flag laws off their ass. Right. Thank you very much, 48 other states. Yeah, right. We appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate all of your thoughts and prayers right now. Now, let me tell you how backwards we are in New Jersey. Bizarro world, right? Bizarro right. world. There was a shooting at a football game down in South Jersey. Did you hear about it? I did not. Police have charged five men in connection with a shooting at a New Jersey high school in Pleasantville, New Jersey. Sadly, a 10-year-old boy died yesterday. Oh, my God. Okay. A 15-year-old boy was released and an adult victim, 27. Okay. It was basically everybody that was arrested, the five or six adult males, all had extensive records. All have been out of jail, in and out of jail numerous times. Wait, Alvin Wyatt of Atlantic City is charged with three counts of attempted murder and weapons charges. Okay, four other men who attended the game were charged with unlawful possession of a weapon and another weapons charge. Okay, Uh, after the shooting, the four men fled in a vehicle. Well, it goes to find out that all four, five men total, had been arrested numerous times and the shooter was released early for using a weapon in a crime. (laughs) So the first because thing he promised not to do that again. Correct. So and this this unfortunately a 15 year old kid got shot. He was released from uh, from the hospital. This poor 10 year old kid died. The 27 year old was a shit 'em killing shit 'ems. They were gang members, so let them let them kill each other. But and they were all in their tw- well. The one guy was 31. The rest were in their 20s. But here's the deal. Less than minutes later. Murphy calls for more gun control. Gruber calls for more gun control. Cory Booker calls for more gun control and says we must end this gun violence. That is not gun violence. That is no. shit em violence right, right there. Right. That is gang members right. shooting at each right. other at a kid's football game. And allowed to be on the street because of Correct. Them. And two innocent bystanders are shot, a 15-year-old right. and a 10-year-old, God 
forbid, and God help his family, passed away. But here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. We blame the gun, but they would let them out on prison. So right after that article, right after that article on NJ.com, the next article was New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy wants to eliminate mandatory minimum sentences for violent offenders. Okay, he wants to limit mandatory sentences. Sweeney is optimistic. He's not buying it. Okay, but Democrats who lead the legislature want to have a swift action and support Murphy on this, where individuals convicted with from crime should spend no more time in prison than is absolutely necessary, so that they can end they can end their prison term and have a productive life. <laughs> no. He wants to eliminate minimum mandatory sentences. Again, revolving door catch and release system in the state of New Jersey. So you'll let the criminals back out. Right. They shoot somebody. They right. do two, three years in prison. They kill somebody. They, they do seven. The yeah, correct. They do seven or eight years in prison for killing somebody. Now they're back on the street. They're on parole. They're on probation. They're felons. They can't own guns. They have a shootout at a kid's football game. And the first thing our elected jack is called for is more gun control to end the gun violence are you that stupid yeah okay well, no it, it boils out to this hand they're going to use everything that they possibly can because this is this is socialism at work right <clears throat> the socialists have to disarm us because we can an armed person is not going to just give up to the socialists and socialists have to do what they do because eventually socialism never works, right? Nope. Because eventually you run out of other people's money. And when Every that happens, time. You have to put them down under your boot. And in order to put them down under your boot, you first must disarm them. This is exactly what they did uh, in uh, – well, I, I don't know if Mr. Greco would you know, approve of this. But exactly what they did in, in uh, Germany during the Third Reich. Sandy, every communist country had disarmament, Absolutely. had gun registration, sure. and then disarmament. Every country, and they know that, and it's part of the playbook. Correct. And that's you know, what they do. When so. somebody's stabbed, do we ever hear a politician say we have to end knife violence? The knifeman, or do they call him the knifeman? Yeah, but they never say we have to end knife violence. No. Okay, but when somebody's shot, it's gun violence because right. they want to focus. It's the same talking narrative. All the media, everybody in the, the all the liberal elites have the same talking points. Right, and it just goes around and round and round in a That's circle. That's one thing that they have that we lack. Oh my God! Because most people who are conservative tend to be individual spirits, individual souls. Yeah. You know that individuality where people, liberals and socialists, tend to run in packs. Well, that's how socialism correct and liberalism work. Correct. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. 
The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms and those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Remember, I'm the tip of the spear. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Like me, share me, follow me. How about some five-star reviews on Google, TripAdvisor, Yelp, and Facebook? How about some five-star reviews? Make a nice Christmas present to Anthony. Don't drop me off a cigar, bitches. Give me a five-star review. Come into my range and spend some money. Bring some friends and family. Remember, each one, reach one. And while we're talking about support, do not forget, my friends, the Cheeseman case is sitting parked at the Supreme Court right now. GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. Restore dash carry dash NJ. Nice Christmas gift. Donate a couple of bucks uh, to Mark and David Jensen. Get that case oiled up for if we see what happens with it. Uh, we really could use your help. You know, Christmas gifts, ANJRPC memberships, CNJFO memberships, and NRA memberships. Make great holiday gifts. Yep. Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, Three Kings, Festivus, Christmas, and uh, I'm I'm worshiping Mayan kings right now too. So oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do, yeah, I switched this year a, a little bit. Yes, um, and I'm joining the Salvation Army this year too. They're making me a colonel with a K. That's very very yes, good. Yes. Do you have to yes. wear a white suit? I'm going to wear like a Captain Crunch outfit. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, I AKA like Michael Jackson. Yeah, outfit. yeah, very yes, good. Yeah. With the hat. With the hat. With the douche hat. So. So another thing is we had some bad news where the Supreme Court the Supreme Court denied the request. <laughs> you even get this. What? 
Okay. Just go. It's not bad news. My friend, another 2A scholar, Dave Hardy from Arizona, who's behind a lot of the NRA lawsuits and stuff, and he published many books, he has a blog called Arms of Arms and the Law. And if you can find him, it's arms, A-N-D-T-H-E, law.com. He wrote SCOTUS denied cert in the Connecticut case, which held that the plaintiffs could sue a gunmaker, Remington, owner of Bushmaster, for criminal misuse of its product under the state law that prohibited The Protection of Lawful Commerce and Firearms Act generally prohibits such suits, but it contains an exception for cases where the manufacturer or dealer violated a state or federal statute applicable to the sale or marketing of the product, and the violation was approximate cause of the harm. It then lists lists examples involving failures in record-keeping or sale to a prohibited person. The Second and the Ninth Circuit had interpreted the exception in light of examples listed as limited to knowing violation of laws specifically directed at gun commerce. All right? So this is Dave Hardy's uh, take. Why did SCOTUS deny cert? It, as usual, gave no reasons. It may figure it'll take the case if and when the plaintiffs win or defendants win and and the plaintiffs appeal and not want to get involved at the pleading stage, all right? That's what he thinks right now. So basically they're allowing the the circuit, the Ninth Circuit, uh, to take the case right now. The Supreme Court denied to see it on its merits because they wanted the lower court to address it because they probably have so many – you know, Second Amendment cases there right now. So it's not the end of the world. It's not like the Supreme Court said that you could sue a gun manufacturer when a gun is used in a crime because everybody's watching this commerce clause case because so then if a drunk driver kills somebody, Firestone's in trouble, AC Delco's in trouble, General Motors is in trouble, the bumper, any subcontractors, everybody's going to get sued. And I don't think that's going to happen. Under, under the Commerce Clause. So I saw a lot of people saying, oh, the Supreme Court screwed us. Just wait. There's a lot more going on, so just wait. See, in New Jersey, we're addressing real issues. Uh, Phil Murphy and the AG just issued a directive that uh, when they p- pull somebody over or detain somebody from the LGBTQXYZ community, they have to refer to them by their proper pronouns. Remember, we went all over all those pronouns. Right. You know, giraffe, he, she, is, her, mine, me, you, UFO, whatever the hell they may be. And they have to let them use gender, whatever gender they identify on, that's the bathroom they have to let them use. Yeah. So now transporting a prisoner, if it's a man dressed up as a woman, it gets to use the woman's bathroom. This is the real stuff that we're addressing. Okay, this is the real stuff that we're addressing in New Jersey. Because all our other problems have been correct. solved. And the other thing that the AG reminded us all, as it gets colder now, mm. okay, New Jersey, pro, nanny state, prohibits idling your vehicle right. for more than three minutes. They, a reminder came out, and it's a $250 fine for the first offense. Okay, and then it goes to 500 and then it goes to $1,000. It's an anti-idling <laughs> law that New Jersey has. Last year, 262 summonses were processed. Well, my range is at uh, 12. So, so, so do, do the police officers now have to carry stopwatches? or I guess, but I my range is at 1267 McBride Ave for anybody out there listening, and I have remote start on an app on my Range Rover, right. yeah. and when it's cold out, I let that shit run for about a half hour before I go outside. <laughs> so if anybody in a 
law enforcement vehicle wants to swing by and write me a ticket, I would love to have you videotaped writing me that ticket while you should be out there fighting real crime. But this is what matters in a state of New Jersey, making sure that a small minority – listen, I fully respect the LGBTQ community. I fully, fully respect it. But you know what? When I was a kid, the cop referred to me as asshole or J.O., uh, all right? Much, yeah. Everybody – you know, we're right. passing these directives and stuff. If you're being locked up, what does it matter what he calls you? Chief, bud, boss, guy, jerk, dummy, whatever, okay? They all have body cams on or anything. So now, excuse me, I, I need to detain you. What is your pronoun? That's Seriously? So Cops have to ask pronouns. Out of control. It's like say miss. I need your it's Mrs. Address me by my proper moniker or I'm not gonna comply. Like really? Is that how this works now? <laughs> okay? Why not? We don't want to put anybody in jail. We want to let violent criminals out. This just follows suit. And we have to we have to not idle our cars for more than three minutes. Really? Right. So I got a question. <laughs> So, like, for all of our uh, elites, the first tier, do they abide by this? So you're telling me so Phil their, Murphy... Their, their driver only has yeah. to shut off the car and so, sit in the cold is what it is? Because you, you know Phil Murphy can't jump into a cold car in the middle of the winter. No. Imagine those friggin' ugly teeth chattering. <laughs> that, imagine what it would sound that, like. That would never happen, you know. Imagine what it would sound like. So yeah. his car will be pre-warmed. Right, oh, of course. And when he's inside speaking somewhere, his details get a radio. Uh, bring car around, horse faces on his way. Right, <laughs> right whatever right. code whatever name the state police use them. Right, Mr. Red. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Red and moving. Right. <laughs> so you're telling me that that trooper is going to shut that car off? It's not going to run for yeah. three minutes. Right. And all of our elected officials that have drivers and security details and judges and everybody, they're going to abide by socialism. There's socialism. Yeah. Okay. We can do. Do it, but right. you, you can. can okay, we're, we're watching that carbon footprint. Bring my private jet around, <laughs> sir. Your private jet has been idling and following you for the past forty-five minutes. Oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Let's board now and go to Monaco for cocktails. Right. <laughs> I wonder what the little people are doing today. Or, I know they're not idling their cars more than three minutes. Or let's get let's get the the gentleman Menendez to uh, show us where that island is. Yeah, there. you think Menendez let those young girls get in his car without having it preheated? Absolutely right. Ah. That's what it is. See? Well, maybe he did because maybe he wanted to hide beams and stuff to show. You know, you never know when you're scum, oh, scum, God, scum, scum, scum. By the way, you know, yes. Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. No, he did not. Uh, okay. Michael Baden, the uh, forensic guy, said he didn't. And uh, the two guards are in trouble because they were shopping and surfing online and sleeping the whole eight-hour shift. It was their fault. They never checked on him. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're being charged. And the Bureau of they're Prisons. They're being charged. Yeah, yes, yes. The Bureau of, of Prisons is... Uh, <laughs> It's close friends with Hillary Clinton, by the yes, way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so there's Amazing an investigation. I just heard, though, the Epstein estate has put money away uh, aside to settle all of these uh, rape and abuse allegations. Oh. So hopefully there'll be some closure. But, you know, three years ago, ABC had the whole story on Epstein. Yes, they and did. they decided to they dunk it. it and see, now Hillary Clinton was uh, running. involved. You know? I think that uh, everybody responsible from that point on should also be charged Oh yeah, with the rapes and like the abuse of happen. all of these young girls. By the way, all these young girls were hand-picked. Broken families. This, this. Oh, there, sure. None of them had a father like you and I that would have showed up at Epstein's place with a two-by-four with a nail in it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I would have nailed his yeah. shit down to his desk. Right. 
Right. I would have pulled out one of those staplers. One fell swoop. Pump, pump. <laughs> Stand here. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Where are you going? I, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I need tweezers and a torch yeah, lighter. Just got to go get that. Come down get, to the. I'm going to get medieval on you. <laughs> the, the local. Uh, Home oh wait wait wait! I always my my signature. I need smelling salts too because when you pass right. out from yeah, the we pain, have to wake you up. I'm yeah. bringing you back. Yeah right, exactly. Yeah, you're not allowed to yeah. escape for right. any. So yeah, I have no room for that shit. But again, we talk about the three tiered system. The first tier, they could private jets run their cars as long as they want. It's yeah. only us little people. We can't do shit without getting permission. And uh, it's well, all Bloomberg. Remember Bloomberg when he when he stopped the because you couldn't do the same thing in the summertime. Yeah. So he brought his own portable a, air conditioner. They had a window air conditioner. Window air conditioner. They would plug an extension yeah. cord in, like right. if he was speaking at the New York Public Library, right. and put it in the window of the suburban. If he stopped at a restaurant, it went into the restaurants. Correct, and that would run, keep yep. his car cool. Right. And then they would pop it out and throw it back in the suburb, back at the suburban, and keep driving him. Because so, everybody yeah. knows that you know the electric is. Very low carbon. Oh, carbon. yeah, but you're not running your car, so no, you're, you're, no, of you're, course you're not, doing yeah. it right. You know, everybody was scared of Trump, but Bill Barr uh, rolled out uh, the Justice Department's guidelines now to combat gun violence. Uh, and uh, it pretty much doesn't have much teeth in it. It's not going to affect us any all. It's known as uh, Project Guardian, and he did a news conference in Memphis, Tennessee, while I was in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, the program will strengthen our efforts to reduce gun violence by allowing the federal government and our state and local partners to better target offenders who use guns in crimes and those who try to buy guns illegally. Well, there was 86,000 NICS checks that were flagged, and the federal government, um, <laughs> the federal government um, acted on three of them. Yeah. That's right. I said three, three. out of 86,000. Yeah. Not 3,000. Okay, so Free. this this new initiative requires uh, agents in charge of ATF offices across the country to either create new guidelines or review the protocols already in place to bring federal charges against people who lie in order to obtain a gun from a firearms dealer. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. It's it's not it's not going to happen. There's no teeth in this. Okay, uh, in 2018 there was 26 million background checks. And fewer than 100,000 failed. The, mass, the vast majority were for a criminal conviction, and just over 6,000 were rejected for mental health issues. Uh, federal law defines nine categories that would prevent someone from having a gun. They want to uh, increase the categories, and they want to increase the reporting through all the interagencies, which that was how the guy in Texas from the Air Force was dishonorably discharged, right. and it also beat up his uh, three-year-old uh, stepson or his baby's, his mama's baby, uh, his girlfriend's baby. Uh, he was allowed to buy a gun through the Knicks system, even though the Air Force flagged him that he was dishonorably right. discharged and abusive. Uh, because the system failed. So, uh, listen, we got a lot going on. Don't forget, like me, share me, follow me. December 9th, the Saw Women, Second Amendment Women are having a meetup. We have a new class, December 7th. Sandy, for you, Urban Revolver. Urban Revolver. Urban Revolver. Five shot or six shot. Bring that shit down. Bob Prouse is teaching a class. Oh, he wrote great. and designed a class from the ground up. Urban Revolver. Get your wheel gun out. It's almost as idiot-proof as idiot-proof. Yep. We have Atenzia, Pen, Atenzia Kali, pen and knife, January 26th. 
and we have a shitload of urban courses here, holster draw classes here, NRA classes, certification classes, as well as NRA instructor classes start up again in February. So reach out to us at Gun For Hire. Remember to support those who support you. I'm the tip of the spear here. I still haven't gotten red flag, but I got a feeling it's coming. Okay, I'm ready. Where's my red flag, bitches? You're be arrested for... Idling Where car, is my red flag? Minutes. Where is my red flag? Let's go. Get on your game, bureaucrats. <laughs> I hate you all. Report me. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. And it looks like you've wasted yet another... Happy Thanksgiving, you fat bastards. Listening to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a kinetic media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer, Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, is there football or something? On? I haven't watched any of that shit. Yeah, well, I hope your sports team of choice wins. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here picking a booger. <laughs> Love you guys. See you next week.